Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host, and this is episode 61. Before I get into this, I do have one favor to ask you. If you've uh, if you've listened to the podcast before, if you've gotten any value out of the podcast whatsoever, I'm asking you to please do two things. One is to go and leave a rating and a review on iTunes for the podcast. Whether you've gotten value out of this episode that you're about to listen to, last week's episode, or either of the two, or any episode in the past, please go over to iTunes, leave me a rating and a review. It helps me grow and scale the the podcast and reach more people and ultimately get the message out to more people. So I would appreciate that. Also, if you are on Instagram, take a screenshot of yourself listening to the podcast, throw it up on your Instagram story and tag me at gordon.light. I would appreciate that big time. And if you do that, if you tag me at Gordon.light, then I can reach out to you and I would love to have a conversation with you about whatever your fitness goals are, fitness objectives, nutrition stuff, any and all of it. So um, anyway, if you do that, I would appreciate it big time. And then, of course, if you've gotten value out of the podcast, please go and leave me a rating and review in iTunes. And what are we talking about today? Today's episode is actually very simple, but I've found that a lot of people are way more confused about this than I originally thought. And that is when to use fitness supplements. Now, fitness supplements, if you go to any fitness supplement store, any supplement store or any fitness supplement like web store, e-commerce store, uh, you'll find that there's like, there's a million different things, like way above and beyond your basics, right? The stuff that everybody's heard of. There's like, individual amino acid supplements, there's combined amino acid supplements, there's branched chain amino acids, there's amino energy, then there's 14 million different types of protein powders, um, pre-workouts, multivitamins, individual vitamins, um, thermogenic fat burners, caffeine stimulants, um, like caffeine stimulant supplements. There's just a million different things. There's a million, some tailored for men, some tailored for women, some are you know, tailored for everybody. I'm not going to talk about everything under the sun because I personally don't think everything under the sun is necessary. There are certain situations for certain people who have certain things going on in their body that would necessitate in a specific vitamin or a specific amino acid or something like that. But in general, I've found that there's only really like five things, not even that are required, but five things that I've found to be effective across pretty much every single person, especially once they get into weightlifting, especially once they get into strength building and muscle development, which by the way, I want to talk about that real quick too. There is never a situation where having strength is a bad thing. There is never a situation in your life where being stronger will hurt you. Okay. So 
The reason I bring that up is because there are a lot of people who once they start getting into fitness for the first time, they are of the belief that weightlifting and strength development are unnecessary or they don't cater to their goals necessarily. And while that may be true to an extent, there is no downside to being stronger. There is no downside to having more strength. There is no downside to having stronger, more dense muscles. Okay, you may not want to have the physique of someone who competes in bodybuilding or the physique of someone who is into powerlifting. I promise you, those goals, both of those things, they're only achieved by someone who intentionally goes out and tries to do that. Those aren't achieved on accident. So you will never achieve those things on accident. It will never happen. Ladies, if you are scared of developing muscles because you don't want to look like a man, let me tell you this. The women who have muscles that are of the physique that you're probably picturing, there is no accident. They didn't get there on accident. They got there on purpose because that is what they wanted. It is literally impossible for you to achieve that unless that is what you're going after. Okay. Same for you, men. If you don't want to look like a a professional bodybuilder, I promise you, you will never look like a professional bodybuilder unless you have a goal of becoming a professional bodybuilder or a goal of looking like a professional bodybuilder. Again, that does not happen on accident. If that happened on accident, you'd see a lot more people like that. And Honestly, that would be a great problem to have if people could just get a physique like that on accident just from going to the gym a couple times. Okay, it doesn't happen. I promise you it doesn't happen. Now, the reason I want to bring that up, the whole strength thing and the whole like like controversy over not wanting to look a certain way just because you're lifting weights. Here's the thing. It's so impossible for you to get a physique that you don't want like on accident. It's so it's so impossible that I encourage you to, to go and, and prove me wrong. Basically, I encourage you to go and try to prove me wrong. Get in the gym if you're not doing it now. Start weightlifting if you're not doing it now and prove me wrong. Prove to me that you can go to the gym three or four days a week, work out for an hour a day, doing some program that you think is appropriate and show me that you can get a bodybuilding physique without trying because I promise you it's not true. Okay. Now, uh, the whole strength thing. Yes, everybody should have more strength. Yes, everybody should want to be stronger. Yes, everybody should want to build muscle. And once again, if you are doing those things, if you are building strength and muscle, you are increasing your resting metabolic rate. You are constantly increasing your RMR, which means you're going to burn more body fat, which means you're going to be able to eat more and your macros are going to be higher and you know, all the things that people eventually want to get to, right? Those places. And that will come with building strength, with building muscle mass. So the reason I even went off on that little tangent was because I basically found kind of like the five most useful, I think the most useful, and my clients that have taken to this have found to be useful, the five most useful supplements for I, you know, fitness, yes, but more specifically in going into resistance training and weightlifting and going down that path of building your RMR that way by building strength, by replacing body fat with muscle. So number one, these aren't really in any order either. They're just 
the five most like useful things. Um, number one is protein powder of some kind, right? You might be a vegan. You might be like a, just a regular, like a carnivore, someone who eats everything. Um, you might be like vegetarian. There's different types of protein powder for everybody. And the main takeaway is that it's a supplement, not a meal replacement, but a supplement to your diet, to your nutrition, to get you to your protein goal. See, here's the thing about protein that most people don't know, even though they read it all the time, probably, and hear it from time to time or hear it frequently, even the thing that most people just don't know, it does not seem to stick with people is that there's really two things to remember when it comes to nutrition. Okay. There's two things to remember when it comes to nutrition. And this applies to every single person in every situation. Okay. There's like two golden things. One, hit your protein level every single day, hit your protein level, whatever that is. And two, don't go over your calorie count. Don't go over your calorie level. If you can do those two things and completely ignore the calories from carbs and the calories from fat, you will have major success. Okay. You won't necessarily have the most success because you might need to pay more attention to your carb count, your consistency of carb intake, depending on what your goal is, or you might be overeating on fat or undereating on fat or something, right? That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother level. It's a whole nother layer, but you can achieve a massive amount of success by paying attention to two things. One, hitting your protein level every single day and two, not exceeding your calorie count every single day. Okay. Here's the problem. That in itself is easy. It's easy to understand. It's easy to follow. But here's the problem. Most people don't have a diet that provides them enough protein. Almost everybody, okay, does not have a diet that provides them with enough enough protein just from food sources. So what do we do? We supplement our meal or our meals for that day with a protein powder, a protein shake, maybe two protein shakes, maybe a double scoop protein shake or something because most people in general, even if they eat chicken and eggs and egg whites and skim milk and fat-free yogurt and cheese and peanut butter, like all these things that have protein in them, even if they do that, most people still won't be where they need to be protein-wise. Most people will still probably fall short anywhere from like 20 to 50, 60 grams of protein. This kind of seems to be like the average uh, just across people I've worked with and and dealt with over time is that everyone is down by like basically what equates to like one to two scoops of protein powder, like 20 to 50, 20 to 60 grams of protein every single day consistently. Um, That's the amount that people are, are under on their protein levels pretty much every single day. Okay, but so much of your body composition is made up by hitting protein and calories, right? Not carbs, not fats, protein, and then calories. So protein powder, I think that it is absolutely essential for 99% of people, okay? Especially once you start getting into fitness and you're weightlifting and you want to actually put on muscle and replace some of that body fat and get your RMR up, you need to have a protein powder, Now, as far as when to consume the protein powder, when to use it, most people are going to be taking two scoops throughout the day at some point. 
Okay, that could be two individual scoop shakes, like two different one scoop shakes, or a single shake that has two scoops of powder in it. The only time that I think is absolutely critical, that I've found to be absolutely critical, and this is not just my opinion, this is also backed by science, is the anabolic window, which is the period of time for anywhere from like 20 to 60 minutes following your workout. Okay, that's called the anabolic window. That is the most important time to be taking in protein powder or a a heavy protein source. Protein powder is the perfect source to use for that because it is digested by the body very, very, very quick, much faster than eating chicken or eggs or something right after working out. If you take in a protein powder, okay, that goes straight into your system. It gets broken down really, really, really quickly and all those aminos get, because that's what protein really is, dietary protein is basically just amino acids it gets funneled over to your muscles that are in need of repair, the ones you just worked out, very, very, very quickly, way quickly, way more quickly than breaking down food. So uh, that would be like the number one time to take protein powders. Every time you work out, it should be the first thing that you put in your body after you're done working out, especially weightlifting, okay? Especially resistance training. Now, the other time of the day that I have found to be extremely beneficial to take protein powder is any other time. That's right. There really is no other specific time. Morning, noon, night. It doesn't right before bed. It doesn't matter. I have found that in general, it does not matter when it will, when it matters is when you are in like a, a very, very, very strict scenario where you are on the, the road to a fitness physique competition or a bodybuilding competition or something like that. Then it, then those things really, really, really matter. Okay, or if you're deep into a cutting cycle to try to get yourself to something very, very specific, then those things matter. But for the rest of us who are trying to build muscle, lose body fat, get fit and stay fit and stay lean, right? And you want to have like the six pack and all of that, you can do all that by making sure you have protein powder following your workout so that you get muscle synthesis going, right? Protein synthesis and, you know, basically building muscle and repairing it as quick as possible, but then taking in your other protein sources at any other time during the day. It really doesn't matter. It really does not matter. Okay. All that stuff about eating at night and how that's contributing to your weight gain and all that. That's all a myth. Don't worry about that. You can take in and you should take in protein powder at one other time during the day. And it does not matter when it is. It does not matter. Um, So I mentioned vegans and vegetarians earlier. And if you aren't already aware if you are in that boat, or even if you know someone's in that boat who's a vegetarian or a vegan, and you think that whey protein powder is the only protein powder available, and you know whey is dairy basically, it comes from cheese. Um, but you know if you don't want to, to uh, consume whey protein powder because you're a vegetarian or a vegan and you're unaware, there are a lot of vegetarian and vegan friendly like plant-based protein powders. Uh, like a billion of them out there. Uh, Some of them are rated way higher than others. I haven't had a lot of them because I am not a vegan or vegetarian. So I don't go for plant-based protein powder, but I know there's a lot of them out there. And I know a lot of people that are close to me in my life that absolutely love them. Like the pea-based protein, uh, soy-based protein. Um, I think there is 
like a nut based protein powder out there somewhere. Um, I don't know the name of that one, but I know I've, I know I've heard that before. Anyway, my point is there's a lot of vegan friendly and vegetarian friendly protein powders out there. So it doesn't have to be whey protein and the benefits nutritionally are about the same as far as numbers go, which means, you know, you're still going to get that 20 to 24, 25 grams of protein per scoop, probably somewhere between 120, 150 calories, extremely low fat, extremely low carb, which is what you want. And by combining that to your regular daily nutrition, you are getting that extra 20 to 60 grams of protein. And you're getting yourself probably up to the level that you need to be. And if you do that every single day and you don't exceed your calories, get ready because you're about to make some massive, massive, massive gains. All right. Tons and tons of results just by doing that. So Anyway, that is the the first and foremost and probably should be like number one by ranking as well as number one on this list just because it is that important and it is it is more important than the rest of them that I'm about to talk about um, is getting that protein because what I said earlier is true. About 95% of your body composition comes from hitting your protein, hitting your calories. So uh, number two, this one is something that actually people ask me about a lot and I've had a whole episode on this before, so I'm not going to go too deep into what these are, but amino acids and more specifically branched chain amino acids, BCAAs, BCAAs. So here's the deal with those branched chain amino acids. You are getting a lot of your amino acids, including branched chain amino acids, BCAAs from food. Okay. When you take in stuff that has dietary protein in it, that gets broken down into the aminos, right, in your body. And those amino acids are, they're really what go, they like physically get transported to the muscle that is about to be repaired. And they provide the cat, they are the catalyst for protein synthesis. They are the catalyst for basically that muscle synthesization that that helps it rebuild itself. Okay. Um, So every time you take in dietary protein, you are getting amino acids. Some amino acids your body can produce itself, some it cannot and it needs to have those non those uh, essential amino acids um, provided for it. Okay, and that's what food does, you know, certain types of food. Um, if you take a BCAA supplement, just know this. One, it's actually a great way to ensure hydration. I know that sounds silly, but if you are the type of person that struggles with getting in water, and struggles with getting in like enough water, BCAAs make it a little bit easier because they, they're typically flavored and they, they taste good or whatever. You know, if you find one you like, you can get one that tastes good. It will make drinking that extra gallon of water or that extra half gallon of water or that extra liter of water or whatever a lot easier. Okay, now I've found that to be extremely effective for a lot of people, including myself actually. Um, of getting in that extra water. Now, it's not really a, a substitute for water, but it does help. Okay, it does help keep hydration. Uh, the other thing is it actually does facilitate muscle recovery or muscle fatigue recovery, recovery from muscle fatigue. Basically, if you take BCAAs, and you'll really need to do this for an extended period of time to see the difference, but if you do not take BCAAs, let's just say for three months, 90 days, and you drink plenty of water during and after your workout, but you don't take any aminos. And then you switch to 
taking aminos during your workout, right? Not water, but aminos during your workout, you will notice a little bit more of a recovery factor. Most people do this. Most people recover. They observe this. They recognize that it's happening. Um, they'll you'll recognize a little bit uh, more muscle recovery. It's not dramatic. Okay, it's not drastic. Despite what sales script you've heard or whatever. Uh, or what advertisement you've seen, it's not dramatic. You're not going to notice it right away. Okay. Some people don't even really notice at all. They swear they don't notice anything. I definitely do. But I've also tested this off and on and off and on for several years. So I definitely notice there's a little bit more energy. My muscles tend to recover a little bit faster. They're fatigued for far less. Um, there's no well, there's reduced uh, DOMS. If you've ever heard of DOMS before, it stands for, it's an acronym, D-O-M-S. It stands for Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. Anyway, consuming BCAAs during your workout and after your workout, they tend to reduce the delayed onset muscle soreness. And by the way, if you don't know what that is, that's the pain and stiffness and like the tightness and the the fatigue that that's felt in your muscle, not like around the muscle, but in the muscle later on in the day after you've worked out or the next day, sometimes 42 hours later or 48 hours later, like two days later. Um, you know, a lot of people complain about this specifically on leg day, like the day after leg day, it's like hard to move your legs. It's hard to walk. All right. That's delayed onset muscle soreness. Anyway, uh, the, one of the things that helps with that, especially me, I've noticed this is taking aminos, taking branch chain amino acids, but you're not going to notice it on day one. You're not going to notice it on day 20. You're not going to notice it on day 40, most likely. You're going to notice it once, you're, once you've been taking it for a while. It's one of those types of supplements. It needs to get into your system. You need to have a consistent level of it. And when you do that, you'll see what I'm talking about. So as far as when to take aminos, um, I have found that the most effective time to take them is intro, what's called intro workout, which is in the middle of your workout, taking it while you're working out. So, you know, make a shaker bottle of it or add it to water, like just a pro, you know, a regular amino acid powder. Any of them are good. Um, I prefer first form. I'll always prefer first form. I think the best, but any of them are really good. Throw that in a bottle of water, take that with you, consume that while you're working out. And over time, you'll see the difference over time. You will likely see the difference. Okay. Especially if you're weightlifting, this is more applicable to weightlifting and resistance training than anything else. Like if you're doing a ton of cardio, that's fine. But unless you're doing like hit cardio, like really, really, really intense cardio, I don't know that BCAAs, branch chain aminos would help you at all. I don't know that you would notice anything because you're not really working your muscles in a way that necessitate having branch chain aminos funneled into your system or essential aminos funneled into your system at a high level. I just don't see the connection there. So, uh, but anyway, you can take them anytime. If you are, if you're weightlifting, but I think the most effective time to take them is while you're working out. Okay. Actively while you're working out. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is it's going to sound self-explanatory, but honestly, it's really not. And that is pre-workout. So pre-workout is definitely an optional, totally unnecessary, um, supplement. But at the same time, when I say unnecessary, I actually get so much value out of taking pre-workout that I take it every single day. So to me, it's necessary to me. If I don't take it, my workout suffers. Okay. 
And so what is a pre-workout? A pre-workout is a high energizing supplement that you take. It's usually powder. You mix it with water and it provides, I mean, it's got beta alanine, which is a non-essential amino acid. Um, it's got usually got a blast of B vitamins. It's usually got, I mean, every single one's different. A lot of them have caffeine, like 200 milligrams, 300 milligrams of caffeine. And basically when you jam all these things together and you put them in a, like a, a really centralized focused powder form and you mix that with water and take it in, what you're getting is you're just getting a ton, like a ton of energy and it works really well. I mean, it, it hits you with a ton of, like some people actually, it's so intense that they get dizzy. Some people feel like, um, they get tingles all up like in their hands or in their face. Um, I've definitely felt that before. I've tried a lot of different, um, pre-workouts over the years. The one I always keep coming back to just like everything else, just because it is that good is I keep falling back to first form. They have one, I think it's called megawatt. But anyway, I take pre-workout every single day. And despite the name pre-workout, yes, you want to take it before your workout, but here's the thing. You don't want to take it right before you work out. You want to take pre-workout like 15 to 20 minutes before you start working out 15 to 20 minutes. If you take it five minutes before you work out, you're not going to feel the effects. Okay. The effects are going to come way later when you're already into your workout. But the thing is, if you take it 15 to 20 minutes before you work out, which might require you to take this before you even leave your house, it, when you do that, it will ramp you up so that before you, when you, when you go in for that first lift, you're already at like your maximum level of energy and it does work. Okay, but if you're sensitive to caffeine, don't take it. If you're sensitive to like any type of stimulant, don't take it, obviously. Um, you know, you got to read the label, <laughs> talk to your doctor. Some people really get uncomfortable with pre-workouts. Even though it's an over-the-counter thing, um, it does have caffeine. Like I said, it does provide a lot of energy and it does make you feel, depending on who you are and your body composition and everything, you might react in a way that might seem like, you know, you're, you're oh, like getting overstimulated basically by it. Okay. But if you've already tested it, you're comfortable with them. My recommendation is to always look for that 15 to 20 minute mark and consume it at that point. So that when you get to your workout, you can go in with a ton of energy and focus and intensity. So um, anyway, the last two diet that doesn't really matter when you take them, honestly, but I do recommend them. These are the type, these are supplements that I think every single person should take no matter what their goal is, no matter how long they've been working out, no matter how long they've been interested in fitness or interested in health. And that is one, a really, really, really good, high quality multivitamin. Okay. Number two is fish oil. Now, I've talked about both of those things in the podcast before. So again, those I'm not going to get into too deep, but I do recommend you take both of them. Uh, if you get a really, really, really good multivitamin, then you are getting so much more than like, like your average run of the mill multivitamins that say, you know, vitamin C, vitamin D, some iron, whatever. You can actually get all of the benefits of, of like taking a serving of vegetables, a serving of fruit, stuff like that. You can get all of that in a multivitamin and at the same time, get all the stuff that like the grocery store vitamin lists and get blasts of other things that you probably didn't even really think about. You can get all of that in some of the best multivitamins. 
And what you'll notice over time, because again, this is another one that you won't see effects, the effects of in three days or 30 days or 20 days. But over time, you'll see this. You'll start to see differences in your nails, your skin. Um, and you know, you may or may not care about those things, but it is real. Your hair. Um, I know that's really important for women primarily. Um, but you know, these are things that are real. These are things that you will experience. Now, there are other things too, like you'll notice your arterial health could have a positive reaction as a result. You could notice things like you're getting sick less often. Um, that's definitely real. You could have a little bit more natural energy. You could sleep better. Um, you could digest food a little bit differently. Like if you take a really good multivitamin, you're also getting a probiotic in there. If you're getting a probiotic in there, then your gut health is going to improve. And if your gut health is improving, then a lot of stuff in your life will get better. All right. If you are in a situation right now where your gut health is not that great, taking a probiotic and a great multivitamin will improve your gut health. And then you'll start digesting things differently. And when you start digesting things differently now, I mean, you get all the benefits of being more regular, which is always nice, right? But also, like you'll start extracting vitamins and extracting aminos and stuff like that from your food differently because your digestion is better. And then you'll just feel so much better. A multivitamin has so many benefits to it that people don't understand. The ROI isn't necessarily easy to identify, but if you get a really good quality multivitamin, you're getting all these things in your system, you will see that. So I think no matter what your goal is, definitely, definitely find a super high quality multivitamin and put that in your system. Put that in your system every single day, seven days a week, every single day, all year long, no matter what. And then lastly is fish oil. I think everybody, every adult should take fish oil. Okay, fish oil, I like to think of fish oil as like lubricant basically for the joints because that's kind of what it is. It does a lot of other things too, right? It, it affects your good cholesterol. It affects your heart health, your arterial health. Um, it does a lot of things for like your external stuff too, like your skin, um, nails, hair, things like that. But it does a lot for your joints, Okay. It does a lot for your joints. And especially if you get into weightlifting, you'll start experiencing a little bit more strain and stress in your joints. Okay. The most common ones would be like your hips or your shoulders. Okay. And, and your knees actually, but the more it, like did you put fish oil in, into your body along with everything else that you need to put into your body? Um, fish oil helps kind of lubricate those joints and keep them strong. Okay. Obviously, the more you strengthen the muscles around the joints, the the better it's going to be, right? But the like the ligament and the tendon piece of that whole thing is improved by having fish oil in your system. Okay, and it's actually very apparent, especially if you take a very high quality fish oil, you'll notice that pretty quickly after you start taking it, like within a couple of weeks, you'll start to notice it. So Definitely look for the highest percentage EPA, DHA, omega-3 fish oil as possible. And there's a lot of them out there. Um, I know I've said this a couple times in this particular podcast, but I always use first form. I think they make the best stuff. I think that the fish oil that they have is just, you know, it's right up there with the best of the best. And I'll always recommend that one for sure. Um, but anyway, that's another one guys is fish oil. Okay. A high performing fish oil. And if you take that again, you can take that any time of the day. It doesn't matter when you take it, 
But if you take that along with your multivitamin every single day, you will notice massive, massive improvements. Okay. And then back to the, the main list of these supplements that I talked about in this podcast episode is that protein powder should be something that you consider taking immediately every single day. Okay. Every single day. And the best time to take that is immediately following your training, immediately following your training. And that anabolic window, that 20 to 60 minutes following your training, the sooner, the better. I mean, ideally you would finish your workout and chug it right away, but that's not always realistic. That's not always possible. But if you get it in with that, that, that first 20 to 60 minutes, um, and then again, earlier, the, the better for sure, but you will notice massive improvements. That's where your muscle recovery will, uh, be able to capitalize on that and get the most out of it, get the most benefits out of it. So, um, and then of course the BCAAs, I always will recommend that you take those during your workout. Now on non-training days, if you want to take them, then the time of the day, which you take them is kind of irrelevant and you know, you're still going to get the benefit out of it, but you're not training. So it doesn't really matter as much, um, anytime during the day. And then as for the pre-workout, that 15 to 20 minute mark prior to lifting prior to ex- to like training is always going to be the best time to do that. Let it get into your system, let it digest, let it start providing energy and then start lifting, then go into the gym, right? Um, but that, you know, waiting and, and having it ahead of time, that 15 to 20 minutes and like, you know, utilizing your patience there will be massive because your gains will get better because your lifting will get better because you're going to be more focused. So, you know, definitely recommend doing that. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode, guys. If you got any value out of this, please, like I mentioned earlier, go over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review. And if you did like the podcast, screenshot it right now, throw it in your Instagram story and tag me at gordon.light. I would love to connect with you and have a conversation about it and see what your fitness goals are. And maybe I can help you out. I don't know. So anyway, with that, guys, thank you so much one more time. And as always, train with purpose, and I will see you in the next episode. Take care.